Welcome back everybody to season two, episode one of Fill Your Cuppa, the Support Together podcast. I am Mrs. O, your host, and I'm joined today by Una Mary. Hi everyone. And we Jem Jem. Hello. Well, ladies, what kind of Christmas did you have? Uh, uh, did you miss Christmas? Me? <clears throat> oh, did I? Did you? you did a wee break from me. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. well, we did actually. It was very strange. Being, mm-hmm. We finished on the Thursday and wasn't, we weren't back to the 8th then. Mm-hmm. With two weeks. Nice wee break, but it was needed. No, we needed it. No, no, no. It was very yeah. important. Definitely was needed, yeah. And I don't, I don't think I had any expectations. Of Christmas. Yeah. If you know what I mean, I didn't put this whole big palaver as long as the kids fed and watered and they had their presents and were healthy, being yeah. healthy. And I we certainly wasn't healthy over Christmas. We weren't. <laughs> Where we gem gems being unwell. Mm-hmm. Still not right. You <clears throat> might hear we cough, Aha. a wee splutter, and we gem gem, and that's all right. Bear with me. She's just trying to cough up a lung, mm-hmm. but we'll, <laughs> we'll get her seen to if we need to. <laughs> So today's topic, girls, we're starting off in January 2024 with hope. Hope is what us girls in Sport Together provide for our mummies. The pinhole of hope. Mm-hmm. Enough to get them through. Yeah. And I suppose whenever, if I think about me whenever I was unwell, I had lost hope. And all I needed was for somebody just to show me that it was still there. So if we think about, um, or we talk about what gives us hope, or how we hold on to hope, mm-hmm. what do you think? What gives us hope? What gives you hope? How do you hold on to hope? Do you want to go back and maybe start off about a time whenever you'd lost hope, and how you felt? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be easier, and then and then you can then, move it forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you think about how you, a time whenever you'd lost hope. And our, our, we're, it's going to be three very different um, yes, stories. stories. Um, where we lost hope and then how I suppose we have come through it, that we're still, mm-hmm. we're still here. Yeah. Who wants to start it off? I don't mind. Like, Jim, Jim, where you go? Um, I suppose the time when I really had lost hope was just after having Vodrick. Um, I remember feeling trapped and very vulnerable and didn't see the wood for the trees. Um, and I suppose I knew that very early on. Um, I suppose I crashed very suddenly and, you know, went from high to very low very quickly. Um, and from having depression before in my life, um, I knew this was not right and that I needed help. Um, now I did have my family around me at that time um, and I suppose they gave me a bit of hope that I wasn't on my own but also um, there's a moment that sticks out in my mind is um, from reaching in to support together um, I had tried to reach contact Una um, and anyway Una had landed out to my house that day she just appeared in your living room. <laughs> yeah, and I'd Don't say that was one of the most pivotal moments of hope in my journey was somebody coming and listening to me and understanding me. And that day I thought, right, this is going to be 
the turning point. And it was the turning point for me. Yes, I did all my sports, but being understood, I was able to guide and support me through and that wee pinhole slowly got bigger and bigger and bigger. And is that, what I'm getting there is that Una understood you, but Una had been there. You had mm-hmm. like, like the lived experience that we always talk yeah. about uh-huh. with, the, with the mummies and our mummies would speak to us, yeah. How I felt, it was nearly like she was inside me. Yeah. Like, but I? it's like some like, people can say to you, um, oh, she'll be grand, uh-huh. you'll, be, you'll be okay. And you're sitting thinking, you have no idea. But if you have somebody standing in front of you that you know has been through it. Mm-hmm. or I, I, I was hiding, like Before that, I was hiding away. I was I didn't know what to do. I was in freeze. Scared out of my life. But what were you scared of, Gemma? I don't know. At that time, I didn't know. But now, looking back, it was because of my whole journey, which I've talked about before with the IVF yeah. and all. Um, and it's no wonder I was feeling like that. But at that time, I didn't understand that. But do you, when you think of your journey with IVF, you really mm-hmm. held on to hope. Mm-hmm. The hope of mm-hmm. conceiving. Mm-hmm. The hope of bringing yeah. Podrick. And I suppose when I gave birth to Podrick, I was like, well, what do I do now? Yes. What's going to happen now? Right, I have him. Right. And now even probably... Overthinking, which I would naturally be. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Jesus, right, for the next so many years, like, and just that fear crept in very so, quickly. So, fear uh-huh. kind of came and took away hope. Fear became much bigger yeah, mm-hmm. and consumed mm-hmm. hope, your hope for your tomorrow, yeah. your hope for your next hour, your next. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it big? Do you think that whole hope thing was due to the fact of? You grabbed on to hope and you were really, really champion hope, you mm-hmm. and Sean, because you are a unit to two yeah. that went through uh-huh. that. I am a hopeful person. Very Naturally. Much so. Yeah, and we would call you the ray of sunshine. Mm-hmm. But you were holding on to that and then never sat and thought about... The other side. Yeah. That's exactly... I, I, all I, the baby, right. Got the baby. Now what's motherhood going to be like? Mm-hmm. I hadn't a clue. Well, you just want... Like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's clear. a forever, isn't it? That's yeah. the mm-hmm. other side of... But I can't I give this win back now. Not that I wanted to. No, no, no. Totally, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You were then left to care. Uh-huh. Um, but also you had these feelings of... We talked about in one of the podcasts and, and you did talk openly about yeah. the fact of... Everybody said, oh, you used to be so happy, so happy. And yes, I was happy. But nobody ever came and turned around and goes, I'm sure you're feeling uh-huh. scared. You're always probably worried of yeah. loss. Mm-hmm. You're, you're waiting or treading on, you uh-huh. know, And I think Potty was at, and he still is, in my wee precious bundle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I suppose I hold on to that, anything's wrong with him, that wee bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in the early days with feeding and I tried breastfeeding, that didn't work out. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, and he wasn't getting weight. So I took that all on, mm-hmm. tenfold, mm-hmm. you know. I felt everything that much more. Like you, you'd mentioned about myself coming in, and that's because you contacted <coughs> into the charity. Mm-hmm. I suppose what I was just providing for you that time was a space for you to to normalize and to be held and heard, mm-hmm. um, to allow yourself to to chat through how you're feeling in a non-judgmental manner. Yeah, to allow but yourself also, to understand it. You, 
it's okay chatting about it and somebody had been there to have that listening ear, but you got it. You got me. Oh, well, I didn't tell you it's going to be grand or no. pull yourself together. No, it's going to be a journey. Have sitting, I always mm-hmm. remember Podrick in the uh-huh. corner in the Moses basket. Uh-huh. Me sitting in the corner. Oh, wait, and your mother-in-law. Yeah. Sit, I'll always, mm-hmm. always remember going to your house. Um, but I, whenever I picture that in my mind, and like a visual, I could see like nearly like a wee glow around you. And that's, that was my so, wee. Uh-huh. So a person, um, an mm-hmm. understanding, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, can be hope. So often people are going through cancer you know the treatment of cancer and, and think they're the only one maybe within that journey and, and meeting somebody else or bring hope you do you think that you, yeah different... you're the only person in the world and you're so lonely but i didn't feel alone once you came into my life mm-hmm. oh that's lovely mm-hmm. <laughs> no but you don't realize i suppose that's where it grew from for me and I was on my own, you know, mm-hmm. sitting there. Yeah, and of course I had my family and my husband. Oh, God, yes, totally. My mummy, my sister, you know. And yes, they were such a great support. But that understanding gave me more hope than anything. What's, you know? what's your saying, you know, help me to understand so I can be understood? understood. Yeah. Uh, Once you understand... Mm-hmm yourself and why you're behaving or what why you were withdrawn or why you were reacting mm-hmm. we're able to be understood because you, you can you get when you it's that connection to self isn't yeah it? yeah so you start being able to communicate so you were able probably that day you were able then to speak to sean that night and you had mm-hmm. words linked yeah to it's getting words yeah and that he was, understood that yeah and there was recently i was speaking to someone um over christmas and their, their partner was going through um cancer treatment and it was very tough for him and for her caring for him but he actually seeked support away from her somebody who was going through a similar journey and she says when you look at when he said that at the beginning she's like well what i can support you why am i not able to help you but he was able to say but what no but this person's went through it Mm -hmm. and even some of advice that they are giving to me it's helping me move through this. It's giving me hope. Yeah. And I think sometimes bringing that understanding to self, it's not yeah. about, we shouldn't be taking a personal, you know, like Michael may be taking a personal, maybe I go and speak to somebody or, mm-hmm. I'm, we're talking about big stuff here, like that's illnesses often or losing your job. Mm-hmm. You often will speak to somebody else who's lost their job or has been made redundant or mm-hmm. got into debt. See how- they ha- understand what they did so that you have the words or the communication to know what then your next step is. You're able to, mm-hmm. exactly. I suppose support really gave me the chance to flourish. I could be a mother, yes, and and enjoy it, but I had to understand me and support together gave me that opportunity so that I could be a better wife, mm-hmm. a better sister, a better parent, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But you worked hard on that. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. like we're to, as I say, it's about mm-hmm. this is the big, the big stuff because you were carrying so much. Mm-hmm. You know, but before Podrick was born, that was a big, big journey that you mm-hmm. and Sean mm-hmm. encountered. Yeah, and you were so optimistic, and I didn't probably, I probably brushed it on the carpet for that long during the pregnancy and stuff, and even before it, and you know. And then just this overflooding of uh-huh. emotions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I suppose the fact of 
I understand. I didn't go through the IVF process, mm-hmm. and then, it, but how entering the hood, motherhood, parenthood. Mm-hmm. I don't recall any time within my life. I think I would have been optimistic, you know, mm-hmm. trying to look at solutions. Um, people used to tease me, you know, oh, you're is it rainbows and fairies? And I'm trying. And I, I'm I'm not silly. I know life is a struggle. I've struggled, but when I entered. You're asking when you think mm-hmm. this is big stuff. Like when I entered motherhood, there's where I found I slipped into feeling hopeless. Mm-hmm. And why I, fe- I think I slipped into feeling hopeless is because I felt I lost control. Yeah, sense of management. I couldn't control the situation. Caitlin used to cry. Um, bless her. Like that's a trigger now to me. And I know what my trigger is mm-hmm. now. And there's where I seek first to understand. And, and you're supposed I, to know what they're crying for? Yeah, but I didn't. And so I remember being trained, delivering training to people and saying, oh, there's six sort of cries or seven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just to me, a cry was a bloody cry. You know, when I was doing my parent, when I was out delivering parenting classes, or I was a parent, mm-hmm. a cry was a cry to me. So I did, I was losing that sense of control and, and, and that sense of judgment within self I'm not worthy I'm not good enough so then I felt and that was a heavy heavy load mm-hmm. to carry I'm not a good enough mama um I'm not able to breastfeed the way I'd like to um um I'm co-sleeping you know and then the guilt of co-sleeping all of this so I lost I felt hope was being drained out of me mm-hmm. um and I, I became hopeless that's my biggest time really feeling that. And that was because I think the expectations I placed upon self, mm-hmm. the pressure, if I could look back at Una then, you know, and if I could sit Una in front of me now, you know, and change, bring us some of the stuff that I had within me in the younger years of looking at solutions, you know, you know you're doing the best you can, Pat, mm-hmm. you know, getting happy, mm-hmm. you know, or allowing, say, that helping, yes. I didn't that helping. So who was a judging and who was a talking to? Yourself. So but who you was were answering be- my bloody questions? Yourself. Yeah. You were beating yourself up. So what was my what 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 was that going to be? Was that was that positive or was that negative Mm-mm. talk? Mm-mm. I was constantly. We talked to the mummies, don't we, about the dark side, and we talk about the two shoulders, with the dark side, and we have the bright side. Well, the one we feed the most of when we're down, when we lose, we feel hopeless. Is the dark side? Mm-hmm. So it's a louder voice. So there, that was a big time in my life that I felt hopeless. And when I felt hopeless, I didn't want to wake up tomorrow morning. I wanted to go to sleep. You wanted it to end? Yeah. And I remember linking in to Lifeline. Mm-hmm. I won't, because I'm getting a bit emotional here, but it's okay. Um, they were amazing. We do recommend them to people. Because what I give mm-hmm. to you, Gemma, is that space. They give me that space for me to go, you know, some, I don't want to wake up tomorrow. And that person asked me that question. Do you want to die, you know? Mm-hmm. I goes, no, I love me, baby. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to feel the way I'm feeling. You don't want that. You want that mm-hmm. pain and the feeling that you have inside you to go away. But you just didn't, under- you didn't understand and didn't know where or how. No. To get out of that hole. nobody else I've been talking to now. Think about, yeah. Kim's turning 18. Like, think about that. That's a long time ago. And 
but I knew to ring, you know, because you could see that coming up quite often, lifeline, lifeline. And I thought, well, that person's not going to know me. So I did lift that phone. And I remember specifically them asking, Una, do you want to live? I says, I do. But I don't want to live like this. Yeah. You know, I just want to go to sleep and slip into something. You know, I don't, not to, not, not to go to sleep to not exist is because I couldn't, heaviness of not feeling the heaviness and hopelessness brings to you mm-hmm. feeling hopeless not worthy not good enough and by me able to talk that true to that person on the phone mm-hmm. I came off that phone and I actually sat with that and I goes no I, I want to live is there a wee weight lifted there was Kira. <clears throat> there was a weight lifted and it was the fact of me being able to sit and speak that out to a stranger, which did help. I was a stranger to you, Gemma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then we're not strangers now, but yeah. I was to you then. And I probably couldn't have said that to a family member as close as I am to them because I didn't I didn't have the words, but that person on the other end of that phone ended up turning around and asking me that question. Mm-hmm. Una, are you suicidal? Mm-hmm. Una, do you want to end your life? Here's I didn't want to end my life, but mm-hmm. I wanted to end the pain. Yeah feeling hopeless and that got me straight away by me able to speak that out got me then to go I want to live so how can I live yeah. where can I get hope that was my pinhole at that time and that was and I'm going to bring this back here girls this that was the start of support together that was yeah. the start of so how did it feel Una Mary Leonard to be sitting here with two ladies that you were that to us you were that woman in, in Lifeline you were our lifeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no cursing. <laughs> New Year's resolution, no cursing. Um, More cursing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, it, that's what it is. You, and that's what, what the charity does. We provide the pinhole of hope. Well, that's why the sunflower yes. and the seed of hope we talk. Yeah. So for the mummies. And the seeds of hope. And that seed is a pinhole, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when... You want to get that wee bit bigger over Yeah. There. So what you need is to nurture that yeah. and, and look after that and see that you're worthy of your tomorrow, your next minute. So what mm-hmm. I probably did then was connect and with Michael, mm-hmm. my husband, and let him know how I was feeling, mm-hmm. and let him help me allow support in, mm-hmm. so then I could move to my tomorrow. And I was worn down. I was exhausted by mm-hmm. feeling, thinking negative all the time that I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and like as I said, you ladies, like you're leading on up there. I'd, I'd Caitlin very late on in life. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't, if you just keep reminding me. Wasn't as fresh as us. Not as fresh as you ladies. But, so, and I, I did encounter situations in my life that were very overwhelming, but I never lost hope. But that woman in that phone understood. Yeah, but what I'm probably trying to say is a lot of us and probably a lot of people who link in with support together mm-hmm. often tune in will understand this because you, you know, you're living your life, you're, you're a student, you're doing this, you're doing that, you know, but and life's on, and the next that you become a parent, and then you you're stopped in your tracks. You're like, and why am I fit? And I, my God, what's going on here? And now this life to care for. And I think it's often the expectation on how hard we are on set, mm-hmm. and that we do, we run and complete bloody empty. I ran on empty, so there's where my hopelessness came from. Mm-hmm. I was just. <laughs> But yes, what I'm trying back to where I suppose my learning was mm-hmm. exactly is speaking to that person on that phone and them saying, 
them not judging me. Having that honest conversation, that person having, I suppose, the, guts the courage to the, ask you, yeah, the balls you to ask. Life? Yeah. But uh-huh. that's because that person's trained. trained yeah. That's come from something else. That's, that's evidence. And we would do that when mm-hmm. we, we, have, yeah. we ask that question and they often get them to think. And there's yeah. where, I suppose that was the first seed planted with me and you're right there with support together and the learnings from mm-hmm. that that we take on board. We hope we give Penhole of hope. Mm-hmm. But I had to take that hope, folks. That hope. This is Fill Your Cuppa, the Support Together podcast. And we couldn't bring the podcast to you today without the support of Moody Activewear. Moody Activewear creates high quality, functional activewear so that you can feel good doing the things you love. They don't just support your ass, they support your head as well. As they donate 100% of their profits to support women's mental health, such as support together. Visit moodyactivewear.co.uk. I had a work on that. Hope. Aye. That's what I'm probably trying to say. You, you, that hope was yours. You had a pinhole, but it was up to you to make that pinhole bigger. And you didn't want to stay in the story. Yeah. You wanted that story to get better. Mm-hmm. And I had no teachings, none of all that we are able to provide now for mummies. Mm-hmm. Everything we provide is all lived experience. So there's earlier on there, I, Gemma was speaking, like I really felt for Gemma because we were so present then mm-hmm. and then when I'm speaking about myself and I get emotion yeah I get emotional and I'm not ashamed of it. I just I'm not a nice crier I look awful <laughs> so I apologize for the noise that I've made down this mic you know if it was a silent cry it would be more I don't know it wouldn't be so sore in their ears but I'm not gonna I'm not sorry for showing my emotion because yeah. that is real you have to that Good. is so real um but I'm not staying there yeah you know I'm not but often when I feel that I could go to that stage, I don't know what's around the corner for me, but I hope some of the learnings that I've taken and the people I surround myself when I ever feel hopeless again, that the people around me or the learnings that I have from life mm-hmm. maybe will help me. Oh, 100%. Because I think that there is probably one of my biggest things coming through my journey mm-hmm. is that I know now that... There is going to be times there's going to be tough days and you think, oh, fuck. But I, you can draw upon what you've learned and you go, you, I can sit where I wouldn't have before. I would, I would have run. I can sit with it and say, Rick, where is this coming from? What? It's like me this morning. Yeah, where's the bear poking here? What, and what, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Right, okay, Akira. So that's that. You're thinking, God, something wrong with me. I'm not sure what it is. In the back of your head, you know what it is, but you're, you don't want to go there. Sometimes you have to sit down and poke that bear and get that out because you, as you, the weight is lifted and it's it's sharing a conversation and it's turning around. Again, I know what I always say, Damon, I'm not having a good day today. Mm-hmm. That's, sometimes that's enough for that wee bit of hope because before I never, you don't admit you weren't having a good day. You plow on, you have to, you know, don't let nobody else know that you're struggling. No. Mm-hmm. Asking for help. And as that, we talked about probably through the podcast before, if it was, if you were sitting there with a can, a bottle of, mm-hmm. we'll bring it out to the mummies, a bottle of Coke or a bottle of Diet or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. brand we want to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, and your emotions come and act, you shake that, so that and you see the fizz. But when you speaking to Eamon or linking in with someone mm-hmm. or whatever that may, or sitting with that feeling and allowing that feeling to have a voice and then moving through that, you're letting this uh-huh. 
out. But if you keep feeling these feelings and you're shaking that bottle and shaking that bottle and shake, there's where it becomes massive. And I know I probably wouldn't have felt, I don't think I would have felt that hopelessness so heavy if I didn't let this, this, this yeah. of it. Because it went just, mm-hmm. do, you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. As you saying, you're talking to him and you, you sit with your emotion, you allow your emotion to have a voice. Yeah, it's, but for a long time I wouldn't have. For a long time, that that voice would have if you if you think about the layers and the blocks you'd have put on top of it, and you would have, oh shit, my stomach doesn't feel good good today, or you hear something, or something triggers you, and you go, fuck, what's that mean? And you go, oh, I know what that is. I'm not, I'm not, and I can't deal with that the other day. And away you go run down the road. That's no good. Mm-hmm. Because you 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 you've seen that, and we love quotes, don't we? Yeah. And you came up, you seen a lovely quote a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. something that we really embeds with us, and we have actually put it on Facebook and. Speak to the mummies. Like if you don't make time for your wellness, so wellness is often your emotions, some of your emotions, you'll definitely be forced to make time for your illness. Because you're not able to do anything else. No. So hope like when we were younger, probably like we had a hope that maybe we were able to curse such and such or was gonna pick me up for a date and then doesn't turn up. Oh my god, God, right, that's what you know, you'd be sad about that. You eventually move through it. Don't hope take. for another date with somebody else. No. <laughs> Somebody's going to take away for a meal or a night out. Or a hope would be, you know, for a job. Mm-hmm. That I hope to get that job. You don't get the job. Well, it does not feel a letdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's natural. Yeah. So within life, we do lose, <clears throat> but it's, it's that big. When it's you feel hopeless. Hopeless. And that's when I feel your energy in your life is sucked, taken away from you. And like you were starting, like Gemma said there earlier on, that she felt something this morning. Do you want to share that with well, us, we're, we're chatting about the podcast and I was like, I don't know whether I could talk about hope this morning. Mm-hmm. Because I just feel bleh. Mm-hmm. But I know... Uh, you know what's causing I know the what it is. Because I've been sick since friggin' the 30th of November. Mm-hmm. Fucking the fourth antibiotic inhalers and fucking steroids and the whole shebang. And Jesus Christ, just drained. House is upside down because I fucking haven't been fit to clean and stuff like that. And I just, but I know what that is. You know what the blood is. It's not that I've lost hope. It's just. You understand I'm, it. I'm feeling like I'm going to allow myself to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a word. I think this morning when we uh-huh. you were able to talk that through and yeah. you were emotional. And... and I've gone through things over Christmas and things. But Christmas is a tough time. Yeah. Christmas is not that happy. You didn't have hope, as that you no. didn't have the energy to yeah. even I've just, come to the podcast. Drained. What can I bring to the podcast? I don't think uh-huh. I can bring anything to the podcast. Mm-hmm. It can't be my usual chirp yourself. We are. Well. But we, as we said, <laughs> we, we talk. Along. Yeah, we talk through it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Come along and whatever may be, you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You don't have to speak today. Yeah, or cough or splutter. Or cough or splutter. <laughs> she hasn't coughed or splutted. Yeah. <laughs> might have heard her taking a little um. We sucky sucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she hasn't been buying the chair um, either. Um, but yeah. yeah. But hope is something that it's constantly coming back to us at the charity. You know, fathers telling us that you've given our family yeah. hope. Um, mothers, like some of the messages we received before Christmas. Oh, it was amazing. But girls, what I always said was whenever I got better, was that if all I ever do, if if sharing your story or 
um, speaking out is breaking down the stigma of mental health. But if all you do is give a wee tiny pinhole of hope to one mummy, mm-hmm. I was once that mummy that needed the pinhole of hope. I was the mummy sitting there thinking, I don't want to wake up tomorrow morning. How can this end? And and for me, the only end was driving in front of a lorry. That was going to be the end. But I just needed somebody to give me that wee bit of hope. So that's what we were. The pink, we're bright, we're there. The mummy, the mummy sees us. The mummy sees on a good on our good days. The mummy sees whenever like I was off yesterday because Orla was sick. I'm a, I have a family. I everybody has their their trials and tribulations and going through it. But you, we show the mummies and we show the families that we're working with. That there's life after it. So that's why we're so passionate about when we talk to mummies about our four C's. Yeah. You know, the communication to connect, mm-hmm. connect to your feelings. Yeah. Then you're able to communicate that. Nobody's out. ever going to be 100% all the time. No. It's not reality. Because you're not what? Yeah. Jesus, that'd be a boring word, wouldn't it? Aye. <laughs> we're all programmed I to be the same. a robot. We're all programmed to be the same. Yeah. So we're programmed to feed. And we do know and we have, do encounter most likely daily ladies, people who feel they've lost hope. Mm-hmm. And if they feel they're able to talk about that, often they come up with you the ha- answers. You, the have the an- yeah, you have the answers, are there mm-hmm. within yourself. But if you, if all we're doing is being a, um, a soundboard, a listening ear, so that, and often it is just sitting down and have a conversation with a cup of tea on the sofas in the in the S two hub, and letting a mummy talk, listening to them, she'll cut the answers come out herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know I remember having conversations with Una and having the light bulb moments and thinking, "Holy fuck, that's been there the whole time I didn't know it." Mm-hmm. You have the answers, and if you're given the space, and you're allowed um, the safe space and the understanding to to speak it out. You'd get the answers yourself. That safe space isn't in your head. No. That safe you space have often sp- isn't your best friend or, or your partner or your mummy or your sister or your brother. Sometimes we have to reach outside. Yeah, as you said, that lady you spoke to on the phone, like I know that I would have a safe space with my doctor mm-hmm. because that's where I go when I know where I can be Kira. I can speak. I, I, don't, I don't go unless I have like a list length of my arm to tell her what's, what's wrong. And I usually end up being in maybe half an hour. But she, I think she knows that now too. But anyway, when okay. she goes in and I'm able just to uh, empty, empty it out. And then she's like, right, okay. We go, right, we'll start and start. Tick, 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 tick. But I, the stuff that I've told her, I've told you that I would never, ever, ever dream of telling my mother or my sister or my husband. Because you fear of being judged. You fear of what they're going to think of me. What are they going to think? But that's, as we are that hope girls that the other that people can come to, mm-hmm. and we don't mm-hmm. judge because we've been there, we've done that, we've walked the walk. The mummies that <coughs> the mummies we find when we're working with. So I'm sitting with two mummies of support together. You know yourselves, ladies. Um, you very much worked on your hope. Yeah. You know, I yeah support together or me coming out to see you, Kira, or speaking to you, Gemma. That was that pinhole, and then you was meeting other mummies. I had to put the work in. You know, you put work into that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's something we're we often would find, ladies, and mm-hmm. um, I suppose we're leading to this conversation. Is often we find a lot of people stay in the pool of shit. Brown pool of mm-hmm. poo. And they, you know, 
as you're going into it, you realise the toxins, you realise it's uncomfortable, you realise it's not pleasant, there's a smell or whatever. Um, but you end up becoming very complacent and start getting used to that. Um, funny, I was chatting to you earlier about a boy, um, like not a boy, he's an old boy, but <laughs> I follow him on social media and the other day he was on about the frontal part of your brain and what you tell your brain is what you will be. So if you keep telling your brain, oh, I'm useless, I'm this and that and other, but you're going to start to be like that and start behaving that way. But I suppose with me too, I would have been very hopeful. Right, I am hopeful. that the, And that starts to drip, 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 and you start believing in yourself again. Mm-hmm. And that's the language, isn't it? Yeah. It's I'm mm-hmm. more nurturing, so more you speak, gentle. The way you speak to yourself. Yeah. Because I wasn't gentle to me when uh-huh. I felt sort of feeling really hopeless. Mm-hmm. I was, useless. The language and this I used to me mm-hmm. was not pleasant. You would never mm-hmm. say it to anybody else. So no wonder... We should be saying the negativity. Mm-hmm. I'm trying my best. I my I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm safe. Mm-hmm. That I had that motto for a long time whenever I was mm-hmm. going through my journey. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm safe. And it isn't that there's no need... point. You know, there, it, and at Christmas can often. Mm-hmm. You know, this season now that we're going into, you know, we're in January, and you even shared with us this morning, and we said we'd mention it in the podcast that mm-hmm. you know you've. Get you to feel, think of a lot of loss, mm-hmm. the people you've lost, and yeah. Christmas isn't cheerful and jolly, and yeah. it's not freaking magical, you know, because a lot of us think it's this fantasy that you all these TV, all this did it. It's like you have to work on it. Yeah. yeah, we make the memories. We have you have to grab the moments. Yeah, like but it is like... sore on people. Yeah, you know, oh, definitely is. It is sore. It's a sore season. Yeah, and I remember sitting on Boxing Day, coughing, spluttering my lungs up, right. Patrick's on his job. I hadn't got dressed. He hadn't got dressed. Mm-hmm. Line up and he sat on the armchair with me and we watched Willy Wonka, the old one. And it was the most magical time over Christmas. Just that one or two hours. What was that? What was that Just magic? Just me, yeah, me and Patrick connecting. And Sean was there too. And we were all watching it. Was it was it just, it just being together? Not, not trying to fix anything. Yeah. We were just rushing. Just being. Just being. That's not hard. You should practice more just being. And just, it gives me the warm fuzzy. That that brings us really lovely on to how Mm -hmm. did you fill your cuppa over the last couple of weeks. That's how I filled mine. She's wrecking the shop here. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not banging chairs, so it's all right. Did you kick the table? (laughs) How, well, we know how Gemma filled her cuppa. She was sitting and watching movies on the armchair with me. I spent most of my time in my jammies, to be honest. Same and do you feel guilty about that? I needed it. You needed yeah. it. I needed that. Yeah, you needed it. How is your cup of filled? No, I, I think a bit like jam, slowing the pace down a wee bit. Um, and just a lot, exactly just being. Mm-hmm. Do you know, um, I wasn't about many places. I didn't rush rush about. and I didn't, I wasn't even out. I think that last night we were out was probably enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. I was gentle on myself. I was. And I allowed myself to have a bit of a bit of laughter. And, you know, yeah. even me and Michael sitting watching Netflix and doing stuff like that and putting the fire on and just just being. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely and like, you know, I you know I love tarting the house up or whatever like that and eventually got the la- I got a tree up. I think it was the day before. 
No, he still has it up because she doesn't want to get down. Oh, that's, oh my God, but you know, even Panther and and Podrick, I, I loud <laughs> Podrick to decorate the tree because I am not very great at letting others do it um, in the house because I love being the night gear. And then he just loved that, and I got something out of him. Just grab, you know, grabbing them wee moments rather than becoming a, a big block, and you. I um, from what I've heard for the last couple of days, just when we've been back together again after Christmas holidays, I think there was a lot of reminiscing done over the Christmas for you with you, was there, Ina? I well, I know we did have we had a death over uh-huh. Christmas and stuff, and it, and it does often get you reflecting and uh-huh. talking about um, memories when we're young and stuff like that, you know, and it does and gives you sometimes that wee warm fuzzy. That's nice, yeah. You seek that you weren't looking for the negative stuff; no. you were looking for them magical. Nice memories that you had of mm-hmm. of a person. So yeah, yeah, that's sure. lovely though. Uh-huh. What about you, Kira? I think there's a but another again the theme going girls where I just slowed down the pace. Um, the pressure was off. Um, and I was at home in my pajamas and again didn't didn't go very far out to the bin, mm-hmm. and back in again. <laughs> Out to the shop. You're on a date with the bin. <laughs> in and out. Hey, the mind of rubbish over Christmas. But in and out um, to the bin, maybe out to the shop a couple of times. We didn't, I didn't put the pressure on myself and on the house. The Wayans didn't want to go anywhere. They were, they, yeah. every day, well, I didn't have to ask them every day because after a couple of days, I was like, you know what? They don't want to do anything. So every morning it was like, are we going nowhere today? And I'm like, no, like Christmas day. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yes. So we're at home all day. And I go, no, yeah, I still have to get up, wash and dress and brush teeth. I don't want to get dressed right. Well, change your pajamas. Okay, no bother. So that's what we did. And and I, I was led by them and they wanted to stay at home and lie about and, and do a bit little. Uh, most days I had a wee nap during the day. I mm-hmm. took myself up. You wouldn't yep. get peace downstairs. You wouldn't get peace downstairs because you're guaranteed that there'll be a door left open or there'll be a dog on top of you. So I was like, I'm way upstairs. And I would have slept a couple hours now every day, and it was great because I had the I might have slept a little that night, but then we were watching Ben's watching whatever was on, on TV, right, yeah. so we were it was okay. Um, get taking the lie ons when I was able to get them, mm-hmm. and letting if the house if the, the floors weren't brushed every day or twice a day, that's fine. I'm not being led by the clock. No, I hope the, no didn't have a clue what day of the week it was. I was ready to go back. Oh yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, listen, you know, everybody in the house, and mm-hmm. da, 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 there's only so long. Mm-hmm. I allow myself to lie about. Yeah. But there's only so long because it's not good for you. Oh yeah, because even like so many weeks. The, fir- the first of January <laughs> came and went, but you were. She's going. I couldn't be bothered anymore. Right. I'm getting sluggish. Yeah, yeah, you needed to get back into it, but no, it was lovely to have that wee slow down. Exactly. We would took her down the gears a bit, and um. And not being hard on ourselves. Yeah. And watching them moments of them. Eating their dinner or opening their presents. My, oh. my wheels really enjoyed it this year. And like every end was asking me every day, Are oh, you having that new the big dinner, mommy? When are you making the big dinner? Yeah. I'm like, the, you didn't uh, have it last year. No, because last year everybody was sick. There was no yeah, dinner made so. in my house. Mm-hmm. So they were really like, I make dinner every Sunday. Well, I make dinner every day, every day, but we could have roast dinner every Sunday. And But they were so excited for this big dinner that was coming. Mm-hmm. And they got slur and they fucking loved the slur. The you th- never had a bit of chaleur. Chaleur. At all. Not even one bottle in the house, hey. But you weren't yourself, Pat. Aye. And that's, you know, and, and be just, just be gentle on you mm-hmm. um, in this next couple of weeks because you, you're, you're. It's still in the cover. shop, like, we'll get you a couple of bottles if you I need know. it. Hey, well, you did some <laughs> before you left the office. I know. 
Can't they go on with the mummies and stuff? Mm-hmm. We cheese boards. But that's it. Mm-hmm. Girls. Oh, Talking about cheese. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was your feet. <laughs> um, oh, we tell you a joke. Go on, we have to keep this going. I know. And mm-hmm. I do have a new joke book, girls, but it's at home. But I, I'll, um, I'll have a more, more okay. Yeah, I'll have it next week. Which bear is the most condescending? Oh, no. A panda. <laughs> duh. 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 Oh, I, hate, I used to say that a lot. Duh. Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, what's brown and sticky? Of course, you'd have to get Camera. it, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Two guys walked into a bar. The third guy ducked. <laughs> How do you get a country girl's attention? A tractor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're a bit slow in the tear today now. Um, what do you call a pudgy psychic? A fortune teller. <laughs> I've some... not tried that one before. You might have. I don't no. know. All right, now I think I now now enough cheese. Oh, oh, one last one. Mm. My my wife asked me to stop singing Wonderwall to her. I said, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's Overnight. us. That's us. Overnight. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This is Fill Your Cuppa, the Support Together podcast. Brought to you by me, I'm the host, Mrs. O, Kira Gowan, and my co-hosts, Una Leonard and Gemma Cassidy. Today we are supported by Moody Activewear and produced by 9874 Creative.